Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, October 10th, 2015, and you are tuned in to an October Pet-Spooktacular version of The Missy Show, where your creepy source for fun and informative pet topics, at least for the rest of this month, then we'll go back to being your premier source. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again is the second half of this duo. It's my lovely co-host, Dee, and together, we make up The Missy Show. How you doing, bud? There we are. Okay. Oh, God. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I know it was probably confusing. I switched up the intro a little bit. That's okay. You do your thing. You do it so well. That's why I let you do it. <laughs> yeah, because you know any time you want, you can do the intro. I would probably tie my tongue in a knot. <laughs> One day I'll surprise everyone and, and do the intro to the show and maybe do yeah. it or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you can just, you know, write it out ahead of time. <laughs> well, in my world, we're gearing up for Halloween over here. I think um, you guys are, are decorating and putting stuff out in the yard. Y'all are in full, your husband's in full Halloween mode. He is. Um, He's been out in the yard transforming the front of our house into Spook Central, as I call it. And um, that will co culminate in the Halloween extravaganza on Halloween night. So it's always interesting to see how that unfolds. So he's still in the process of putting all his inflatables out and getting the lighting just right and fog machines and all that. So it'll probably be a process. But um, part of it is up and ready to go. You know what, Jay, what I see you guys eventually becoming, anyone who's a fan of, you know, um, National Lampoon Christmas I see you guys becoming the Griswolds for Halloween. I see him becoming, you know, I can't think of the guy's name, the main character, uh, but I see him becoming that guy. Yeah, Chevy Chase's character. Yes, his character is that guy in the neighborhood that does the ultimate house decoration where all the kids say, we have to go to the Blake's house because... Because they're going to have the best decorations. I got a feeling, you guys, you know, this is the early stages of it. I got a feeling, flash forward two to three years, maybe even maybe one year, because every year he gets a little bit more in depth. He gets a little bit more the, the The inflatables become a little bit bigger. They become a little bit more scarier. So I think by, you know, 2017, 18, you guys are going to be, like, having a lot of cars coming through to see, see the house. I believe you're right, Dee, because I think we've probably already got some expectations now based on last year. So I think he's taking it up a notch this year, and probably you're right with each year he'll buy one extra inflatable, one extra this, get another fog machine, get another light, get another this until next thing you know, we probably will be the Griswolds of Halloween. You're going to be what? You're going to be, I mean, you wait, the, do you guys have like the um, sound effects and stuff yet? Because you know that's coming. Now that we don't have, you're, you although know, you may give him an idea. You know what? Because I was going to say, maybe I need to mention that because he could possibly get the scary music to start playing. And I would think that would be awesome. <laughs> that would just be awesome. 
you know what? When we're done, I just may mention that to him. It's like at this point, why not? Why not? You might you, you might just get on the train. Don't try to stop it. Just go for the ride. Go for the ride, Jay. Go for the ride. It's easier that way. And you know what? Since Halloween is on a Saturday, D, I may have you over here. You may be over here with us so you can you see how this all unfolds. I, I might dress up as the creepy chick. <laughs> I'll be the creepy chick that comes walking down those streets, just, you know, some long black figure in a creepy dress, and they're wondering, where is she coming from? And I'll just stand in front of the house and point and keep walking off into the distance. Yeah, we'd love to have you. We're going to need some help because the little kids last year, they were about to overrun us. But <laughs> but we will keep everybody posted on that as it unfolds. And as I mentioned in the blog, but I don't know if I said this on um, on the radio show, since Halloween is on a Saturday, we won't be airing our show on that Saturday because I'm going to have to be helping him because we don't air until 5 p.m. Central, so that's kind of cutting it close to the festivities. So we will air on October 30th for that one. So we'll come on Friday night, and we'll announce the time a little bit later. It'll probably be probably about 10 o'clock Friday night, but we'll announce that. All right. Today's topic is Black Cats and Halloween, protecting your cat plus surrounding mythology. But before we get into that, we want to give out the answer to yesterday's pet trivia question. The question is, which animal set the record for opening the most canned drinks in one minute? <laughs> Sorry, wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah, see, I told you. I told you. And, and, or I guess another way of putting it is what, what kind of animal set the record for opening the most canned drinks in one minute? Canned drinks like the Pop-Tart? Like, mm-hmm. like the, the Pop-Tops, like canned Cokes and Sprites. And they can open them? Yep. And they set a record for doing a certain amount in a minute. Okay, can I just take a stab? Sure, please do. Um, Like a monkey, a chimpanzee or something? That's what my husband said, but nope. No? And you would think that because they, okay. you know, have fingers and stuff, well, but nope, it's not that. What's closest to, you know, that could pop a top or something? <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Not a chimpanzee. Um, nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is when it, you is, find it, when you it, find out, you probably won't be thinking it was this animal. Oh gosh, then I don't even go there. Okay, um, I don't know. This is strange. And it's not a mammal. It's 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 not a mammal. I don't think. You know, yeah, these aren't classified as a mammal. I don't think. No. Um, and you get bonus points if you can guess the number of drinks oh that this God. animal opened. Oh my God. <laughs> Crazy, and it's not a mammal. Oh, oh. no! Nope. Oh, is it something I would know if you saw it said it to me? It lays eggs. Oh, it's not a chicken, is it? No, <laughs> is it a chicken? No, it's chicken. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna give up the answer. This distinctive honor goes to Zach. His name is Zach, and Zach is a macaw. A macaw? Oh my God! It's like two cans. Yeah, he's sort of like a, because I saw the picture of him, he just looks like a really colorful, like, parrot. He's like a parrot. And um, he's from San Jose, California, and he set a record of opening 35 canned drinks in one minute with his beak. Look at that. You know that was a training thing, right? (laughs) Someone had a little bit too much time on their hands, and they're like, you know what? 
think you can do it, but this can happen. Give you some tricks to do. Well, that is- I would have I would have loved to seen the video. I just saw the picture of him, and he set this record on January twelfth, two thousand twelve. So many- kudos to you, Zach. Kudos to you. I bet you're a big help to your pet parents when they're throwing a party. Wow. There you go. When you're parched and you're thirsty and you need a drink, give him a call. <laughs> He'll come yeah. over and get soda for you. That is and he cool. can open 35 of them in a minute. So, I mean, that's impressive. He could, you know, he could help a party. He would just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like he could be the non-alcoholic bartender. He there just opens the sodas for. I don't even know if I could open thirty five sodas in a minute. Well, I know I can't. I just want to put that out there. I don't think I could do that. I probably I don't think I could. So, hmm. Kudos and that's just like I just had a picture of him behind the bar in a little tuck. Thirty five cans of soda or beers or whatever have you, whatever your poison lined up and him just going to town. Just you know, here's the party trick for you that you won't see again. Yeah, I'm going to post the link. Um, I got the information off the Guinness Book of World Records page, so I'm going to post the link so everybody can see how Zach looks. And I also want to give kudos to those of you who got the answer correct. Just be sure to check out this coming Friday's blog entry for our next pet trivia question at she'satorty.blogspot.com. Um, for anyone wanting to join in today's conversation about the Black Cats and Halloween, you can call us live at 347-838-8313, or you can listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a torty. Links to information used in today's show can be found on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. Now, after um, getting over that, we're going to start talking about black cats and Halloween, which we, we we touched on this a little bit last year about some of the dangers they face. And I think we even talked a little bit about kind of like the background, but we want to co- kind of go in a little more detail about how they kind of got such a bad rap. You know, why why do they have such a bad reputation? They're beautiful, majestic creatures. So they we're going to talk gorgeous. about that. They are gorgeous. You know, Jay, I did some little digging just to try to see where did all this start? (laughs) Where did it all come from? And I kind of dug up just a little information um, about the stigma surrounding black cats, and it goes back all the way to Greek mythology, actually. And in the stories, a servant, in some of the stories, a servant named, and I'm going to butcher this name right now, so I'm so sorry if you know the name. I'm just sorry. I'm going to say that now. Um, Gasolina or something to that effect. (laughs) turned a black cat before joining Hey Cat, which is probably wrong too, um, H-E-C-A-T-E, Hey Kate maybe, which is the goddess of death. And then black cat became known as an omen of death at that particular time. You go, mm-hmm. into, you, you go into the Middle Ages and black cats become associated with black magic. Um, Pope Gregory XI published the box in Rama as the document in 1233 to deal with the topic of devil worship. And in it, he claimed that black cats were the incarnation of Satan. And throughout the next century, black cats were slaughtered and their population kind of dwindled off. You you skip ahead to the witch hunt era, which, I mean, I know everybody knows about that particular time. Mm -hmm. Black cats were seen as being 
such evil companions with witches or their familiars, which, you know, they kind of kind of deemed them as the things that were associated with them or helped them out, that they were burned in the baskets alongside their owners with the whole, you know, they deemed you as a witch, they burned you at the stake. Well, if you had a black cat, he or she sort of unfortunately went along with you. So if you want to comb my head to like 2015, where the stigma kind of still exists, but it was kind of finally starting to wear off a little bit. So up until the 80s and the 90s, shelter workers and cat owners were horrified to hear about black cats being used for satanic rights and being a target for people to hurt. So, you know, sometimes they said that black cats and cats in general are sometimes mutilated with an increase of it leading up to the month um, to Halloween or whatever. So some animal shelters across the country even make policies that restrict cat adoption and around Halloween and, and, you know, Friday. Also Friday 13th, which, you know, you don't think about. You know, you always think about Halloween maybe, but Friday 13th is kind of associated with that as well. So Yeah, because I didn't think about that either. And when I read that, I was like, that's interesting, but I guess it makes sense too. Yeah, Friday 13th, the whole bad omen kind of thing and the whole stigma that goes with black cats or whatever. So around that time, you, you kind of get all of those kind of theories and, and things that come up with the whole black cat omens and, and superstitions and things like that. And you know what, the another thing that I um, read that I didn't consider is that sometimes you have people that will want to adopt a black cat just to use the black cat as decoration around it's Halloween time. They want a black cat for their party or if they're dressing up as a witch, they want the black cat to go along with it. And then they'll end up turning the cat back in after Halloween. They bring it back to the shelter. Exactly. And that's a shame. That's really, really just cruel, I think, in a way, to, you know, get this cat or get this animal and bring them out and you that's just that's just get you a fake one. You know, they have nice animatronics out there. Go and get your nice animatronic, animatronic kind of a thing. Don't go and, and go to these shelters and the adoption places just for the mere fact that you want to look very into your whole, you know, have your whole setup to be so realistic that you would actually go and these are animals capable and, and and that give love and want to be loved and deserve to be loved and stuff like that. That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of taking it a bit far, too. Like you said, in today's day and age with all these animatronics, why would you go and adopt a black cat just to know you're going to return it, like, the next day or in a couple of days? That's kind of exactly. crazy. These are, and you know what? They were Like I was reading, they were saying that, you know, you have, like, everything that's associated with Friday the 13th and Halloween. You have the witches and you have, you know, the, the ghosts and things like this. The black cat is the only living thing, I think, that's associated with the whole thing. And so this is not something you want to kind of try to bring into your whole decoration scheme just for the decoration period in the interim. You can bring in the ghost and you can take that stuff down and put it, you know, in the closet in the witch, whatever, whatever. But a black cat is not something you can just say, okay, we're done with it. We're going to put it out, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Just get your animatronics or something like that. Get your nice picture or something. Don't don't go all the way there, people. Exactly. Which kind of I've, I've seen two different sides of it because I've seen some articles that feel like they should not restrict the adoption of black cats during this time and, and I'm going to go into why they feel that way and then I ran across this one that um, talks about why they should and I kind of feel like just for the sake of safety I would just go more along the lines better safe than sorry and not let them be adopted out in October. I, I think just for those people out there that might want to try something I would just better wait till after Halloween. 
And I'm, I'm going to agree with you there, Jay. I just, you know, but I would rather be safe than start. True, in fact, a lot of people, you know, and I read the same thing, that there are some people pro, some people con, and, you know, the the pro people of wanting to say let this, you know, kind of happen are sort of saying, you know, with your guidelines and things that are set up within your adoption place, you should already have things in place, not just for Halloween, but all the time to kind of weed out these people and kind of know the people that are there for good and the people that aren't there, but you just still have some crazies that just want to do stuff at certain times. And I just, I don't even want to, you know, I just, no, no. I just wouldn't even want that to happen. So around this time, I'm sorry. If you want a cat at this particular time, you know, wait until whatever and then try to come back or something. I don't know. And then here's my thing. How are you really going to truly be able to screen for this? Because whether someone is a devil worshiper or not or whatever, if they're into occult practices where they would do something like that, is that really something that you're going to be able to find out? You know, just as an animal shelter personnel, are you really going to be able to find something like that out? Yeah. You know, you just don't know. I mean, it's it's just so crazy that people, that there are people that would do certain things like that for animals and specifically at a particular time. And, you know, you have the crazy people that, do it just for show and want to do it just for, you know, shock value or what have you, and, and we'll go all the way with it. So it's just kind of sad and sick at the same time. Yeah, in this um, article that I ran across called The Carols of Halloween, it's on about.com, um, they were saying it is true that statistics on black cat torture during October are lacking. Most of the stories are hearsay, and some, no doubt, have been drawn up simply for the shock value. The conundrum is that the problem can be self-fulfilling. Young minds are vulnerable, particularly the minds of youth who have themselves been abused. Ritual sacrifice still exists. Talk to almost any police officer in a rural area about it, and you may hear a story or two about cattle found completely drained of blood, often with vital organs missing. These stories crop up in newspapers once in a while, and while some may be dismissed as urban legends, the possibility exists that some are true. So just for that very reason, just because something could be true, because I remember not that long ago in the news they had some little case in like a town like 45 minutes away from us where there was something going on, and I think some people actually got killed and they were saying it was some ritual stuff involved. So we know these things do happen. A lot of it probably is just drummed up. You know, most of it may could just be hearsay. But just for the mere possibility that, some of it is true, I would say don't adopt them out. Exactly. And you know what? Some, You know, the things surrounding black cats and stuff like that, sometimes if you look at it, people always associate it with, like, bad luck and stuff. But I was reading, Jay, that in some countries, they can, like Asia and the U.K., they believe that black cats are considered good luck, you know? Mm-hmm. They actually have good luck associated with it. So it's not necessary. It's just, I think it's just kind of... Throughout the years, they've kind of grown with that whole thing, and people kind of jumped on the bandwagon and kind of, you know, the whole thing. I've never got, I mean, I've had black cats to actually cross my path, and I'm just not, I'm not into the whole superstition kind of thing or whatever like that, so it's just a cat crossing my path, and I'm waiting for you to get out of the way so I don't run you over. So it's just one of those things, but. Yeah, you know, and and like you were saying, D, like in Asia and the U.K., a black cat is considered lucky. It really just depends on where you are. 
But at the end of the day, it's just all superstition. It's just all in what you believe. A black cat, it's just a cat, just like having a a, a torty cat like Missy or just having a white cat or whatever. It's still, it's just a cat. It's just a cat. It's just the way their hair go out and the pigment within their hair strands. It's just, that's just what they, when you get a brown dog, it's because the dog, you know, everything made up was supposed to come out and he's brown or she's brown. The same with a cat. It's the same thing. It's just a color. It's just a color, people. It's just a color. That's all it is. It's just a color. And and just to be fair to the um to the side that feels like um they should be adopted during that time, I was seeing um in this article are black cats in greater danger around Halloween. Um, they were saying there is no evidence that black cats are at special risk of abuse if adopted around Halloween. Um, let's see, the only thing that such a fear-driven policy does is put more cats of every color at risk of dying in shelters due to overcrowding. And shelters that kill for population control, holding animals out of consideration for adoption, puts them at high risk of not being around when the ban on adoptions is lifted. So just want to put that out there, you know, that, that that's kind of one of the opinions floating around as to why you should let them be adopted out. And I can, that time. I can understand that. I can I completely can completely understand that and, and go with that and everything because that is a true thing. Some animals, you know, the longer you stay in a shelter, the, the especially if it's if it's a a kill shelter, the longer the more possibility it is for you to have to be euthanized. So I get that. I completely understand that. But I still say, look out for your fur babies. My mom yeah. has a new black cat. Um, her name is uh oh gosh. I keep on to call her Mystery. That's not her name though. <laughs> Miracle. Her name is Miracle. Miracle. And they found her out in the field and her, her family I think they died of like heat stroke or something because they sibling and stuff out there and so they rescued Miracle and Miracle is totally black. She's a jet black cat. So I made sure to tell my mom, keep her in. <laughs> Don't let her be outside and stuff around this time. Although Miracle doesn't really like to go outside anyway. I've seen a picture of her and she's gorgeous. She is really pretty. I'll have to put a picture of her up on Twitter. I might have tweeted a picture out before, but I'm not sure. But I'll put a picture of her up on the Facebook and Twitter pages. But she's really pretty. She's gorgeous. But here are some of the superstitions um, in other places um, about black cats. In some places, they say to dream of a black cat is actually lucky. Um, In Yorkshire, England, it may be lucky to own a black cat, but it is unlucky to have one cross your path. On the other paw, seeing a black cat in your dream indicates that you're experiencing some fear in using your psychic abilities and believing in your intuition. Okay. Okay, seeing one in what was that again, Jay? Seeing one in your dream. Mm-hmm. It says uh, seeing a black cat in your dream indicates that you are experiencing some fear in using your psychic abilities and believing in your intuition. Okay. I don't know if I've ever dreamed of a black cat. Have you ever dreamed of a black cat? I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever dreamed of a black cat. Not that I can remember. Um. I just remember that brings up that story. Remember when we had the cat whisperer on this time last year and she was telling us that story about that mysterious black cat who was in her house and it wasn't supposed to be, it wasn't their cat? 
Exactly. I remember that story. We should get her try to get her back on it. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good episode because she was either on the creepy animal stories or it was one of those. And I remember we did it last October and she was telling the story about this mysterious black cat that was like, in the bed with her. She slept in the bed with her mom and there would be this black cat that would just sort of be in there and she was like, hold on, this isn't our cat. They had cats, but she just said this cat will be in there and it would just kind of mysteriously just disappear just as quickly as it had popped up in the first place. So that was kind of creepy. That's crazy, creepy. That's a little crazy. <laughs> but that's like, those, you know, you have those, you know, and I'm quite sure a lot of people have those stories, you know about certain things, which kind of adds into it. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that it, it's one of those crazy, creepy stories that you just have. I have some. <laughs> I have crazy, creepy. Well, this is the time for it. And you know what? Um, I was going to announce it at the end of the show, but next week we're going to have Creepy Animal Stories Part 2. So if you enjoyed Creepy Animal Stories last year, we're going to have Part 2. And to make it even creepier, we're going to air at a special time of 10 p.m. next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully we won't get creeped out this time because I think after we did it last year, I was like, okay, I'm a little freaked out. Well, you know, we have my, well, I live in Creepdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you live in a special house, you know, just like Miss Evelyn the Cat was grew up in a yeah, special house. Certain things that happen in my presence at times where I live, but we won't go into that just yet. But, yeah, that should be very interesting. Yes. Um, and actually the reason it's going to be later is it's not for the creep factor. I'm I'm supposed to be, like, helping out with my niece's eighth birthday party Saturday. So maybe around 5 when we normally air our shows, I may be tied up. But then I was thinking 10 p.m. would really be super cool to have the creepy animal store. The creepy animal stories on to talk about all the things that go bump in the night. Yeah. You know, Especially but... around this time of year. Because, of course, this is the creep time of year. If you want to get scared, this is the time to get scared. The good this scare. is the time. The good scare, though. Here's another one. A funeral procession meeting up with a black cat is believed to forecast the death of another family member. I can't believe that, like, if you have some people in that unit, like, it's a black cat, turn off! <laughs> turn off! <laughs> now, I've even had family members where, you know, like, if a black cat crossed their path, they would want to literally just turn around and go back the other way. Oh, I have had people, well, I've been in the presence of people, and there was a black, and they were like, right no! Or trying to get the cat to go back the other way, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? What's going on? Yeah, that you know, this that runs deep. This superstition runs really some people are really into it. It runs deep. Let's see, what's this one? Okay, in North America it's considered bad luck if a black cat crosses your path and good luck if a white cat crosses your path. Hmm, never heard of that one. I think white cats. I thought I know see white cats. I just don't see them as much though. I don't see white cats. Mm-hmm. You don't see that too often. You see more black cats than white cats. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. Have you heard about the one where if there's a white hair on the black cat, it should bring you good luck? I was actually just about to read that one, but that's pretty oh, cool. And they say don't pluck it. Yeah, don't pluck it. <laughs> or your luck may turn bad. Don't pluck that hair. Let that hair be. <laughs> wow. And, 
You know what I need to do that? So far, based on what I've seen, I, I don't see any white hairs, but she may have one. Who knows? Just look at the really close. Tell your mom not to pluck it. Leave it alone. Yeah, we don't want any bad luck. Mm-hmm. Not that we're perpetuating that, but hey. Um, a strange black cat on a porch brings prosperity to the owner. Hmm. That could be good. A strange, so it's just a random cat sitting out on the porch. Yep, that's supposed to be good looking Scottish lore. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'll take it. Here. I don't know if you saw this one, D. If a black cat walks toward you, it brings good fortune. But if it walks away, it takes the good luck with it. Oh, so you now you have people, like, chasing it down. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Don't leave. Don't you dare leave. Come back. The, cat. the poor cat's like, what's going on? <laughs> And Miracle is so sweet, D. She just she just wants people to hold her. She'll just get in your lap and she'll just lay there. And it's just the sweetest thing. I have to get some video of her too yeah, and make it post it. I've seen pictures and she. I love black cats. I love black animals, but um, they, she's the sweetest, prettiest looking. Because when you first sent it to me, I thought it was like a picture of like a you know you see on the internet or something like that, just from like a commercial picture or something. I was like. Oh, that's a cute picture of your cat. And then you were saying that it was actually your cat, your mom's cat. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's really gorgeous. And even even though she got off to a rough start, but, you know, I'm glad that she has a home. Yeah. Hey, this episode has really gone by quickly. I'm just, I'm looking here and I'm like, okay, you have 15 seconds left. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of The Misty Show. Remember to join us next week for Creepy Animal Stories Part 2, and we'll be airing at We look forward to seeing you guys next weekend. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.